Welcome to Be The One. Be The One. It only takes one person to understand. Will you be that one for someone? Original Music Grow is by Kelly Fitzgerald. I'm Erin. And I'm Vani. And let's get started. Today's guest is Chef Jenna from Amore Trattatoria. You're gonna, <laughs> she's going to have to Amore pronounce trattatoria. her. Yeah, exactly. It's she's going to have. Trattoria. Yeah, Trattoria. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't even pronounce your last name, but That's if you want right. to say it. It's Archidiacono. See? So already it's off to <laughs> a very. German. Yeah. A very Close. confusing start. And sometimes I think another confusing aspect that many of us have to deal with, and that's narcissistic personality disorder. And a true narcissist is someone that has a mental health condition. So this is a mental health condition. And I think that it's really important that we state that. And it's someone that has an inflated sense of importance. They have a deep need for excessive attention and admiration, a lack of empathy for others, and they often have troubled relationships. I myself have had a experiences with narcissists, but Jenna, who was with us today, also has experience with um, narcissistic personality disorder. And we want to start by having you tell us a little bit about that experience. Well, I think um, it's tough when it's someone close to you in your in your inner circle, and you you deal with a lot of emotions, a lot of. I did a lot of research because I was trying to figure out what it actually was that I was dealing with. And um, there was a lot of gaslighting going on, which if you do any research about narcissism, gaslighting is a part of that. Can you Uh, tell us what gaslighting is? It's basically they are they're feeding you information to make you think that you are something that you aren't. And they constantly say those things. So you start to believe them yourself. And um, it's, it's worrisome, especially when you're a sensitive soul, which I think most humans are. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, I did a lot of research because I had spoken to a, a couple other of my friends who were dealing with similar situations. And it's insane how many people I found with the same issue that I was having, um, which helped me feel better. You know, talking to others who were going through it really did help me. So give us some, an example of like, what is an example of gaslighting and how that made you feel? Well, I mean, I just, I just was going through trying to decide for myself if I wanted to distance myself from this person. Um, if I wanted to forgive them, if I wanted to just accept that I was constantly going to be for the rest of my life. Basically, it was it was a feeling of I was never good enough, for, no matter what I did. Um, even if it was something great, it was it just wasn't enough. And it started to get old. You know, after so many years of dealing with it, it just started to get heavy. And I had to make a decision to to kind of step way back from a relationship but but things like you you know just just the words that were said were very much in that gaslighting i mean i don't have like 
one example. It was just happening so often. Mm-hmm. And I and I was just, it's like someone slapping you and slapping you and slapping yeah. you. And at a point you just say, I'm going to walk away or I'm going to punch back. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? And I'm one of those people that just walked away. Well, I feel like it's really because they're so good. They're, they're so, so good mm-hmm. at making you feel like everything is your fault. Mm-hmm. Something that could be their fault is mm-hmm. now your fault. Yeah, that's the really tough part. And that's why narcissism is so crazy. And and it, it's hard to describe to others who don't know how it feels to deal with a narcissist because they don't see it. Or the narcissist is so good at doing one thing to one person and one thing to another. They can file them away for some reason. So to the other person... They, they say, wow, this person is fabulous. They're so nice. They're so friendly, you know. And so when when they say that to you, um, which happened to me a lot, oh, you know, I love this person. They're great. And it's, you know, you, you nod and you don't have any words because you're like, um, is this the same person we're talking about? Yeah. You know, they to other people, they come across as totally great. And they're generally very successful very outgoing, very well-maintained, very Mm well-groomed, and that's what people see. But it's what others don't see behind those closed doors that, wow, I didn't know I was in a relationship with a narcissist because those first six months were the best six months of my life. Right. And then you stay because you wait and wait and wait for that best six months to come back. (laughs) <laughs> right. And it doesn't. And it doesn't. But everybody around is like, still this person seeing, is great. Yeah. Is still seeing the wonderful great person that they are. Well, can I can I jump yeah, in yeah. right there? Sure. Because I like I like what you just said. Like you believe what they say. Having known somebody with this personality disorder, mm-hmm. do you think that that person truly believed what they were saying when it came to the gaslighting? Did they understand that they were gaslighting you? Or did they really believe the things that they were saying in their mind? Are they the one who who is, you that's know, great innocent point. and pure? I they do believe what they're saying, and mm-hmm. and that's the hard part. In fact, at one point, I sent an article about gaslighting to them, and they were like, "I don't know why you're sending me this. Mm-hmm. this yeah, this has nothing to do with me. I don't do this, right?" <laughs> And that's what and that's what makes it so difficult, especially mm-hmm. when it comes down to a personality disorder. And you see this too in uh, like abusive relationships, uh, absolutely. men and women. Like the men are like they gaslight, but they don't truly understand that they are the problem. They don't understand they're doing it. I think, and that's right. probably part of why it's called a disorder and mm-hmm. why it's a, you know, it's it is a, a bit of a mental illness, mm-hmm. which is harder even to try to. Um, step away from them when you know they're actually dealing with something that's an illness for them and they don't even know they have it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sick and how do you convince somebody that they're sick? They, oh, when... Especially a narcissist. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah, there's, <laughs> I mean... there's nothing wrong with them. But I think that's what also is understanding that there's no cure. So this is how they are going to be for the rest of their life. So you have to decide, am I going to live like this? Because I do love them. They are a family or a close friend or whoever they are. Or am I strong enough to walk away? Because when you walk away, you then become, they become the victim. Uh, right. It is your fault. Yeah, and absolutely. You Everything's have, your fault. But even it's your fault either way. So why not walk away and not deal with the misery? 
Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like a really good either point. way, it's your fault if you stay or if you go. But for your own personal mental health, walking away is the best thing you can do, and it's the hardest thing you can do. What do you think is like the biggest red flag to tell our listeners for our narcissists? Like, well, it's a lot of hypocrisy. Like hypocrisy, <laughs> they will tell you something that you shouldn't be doing, but then they'll do it, and you point it out, and they're like, no. No, I'm like, it's exactly what you said I shouldn't do, but you just did it, the exact same thing that you criticized me for. It's like, it's very hypocritical, and that's what's hard to get through to them as well. It's like, what you just told me I shouldn't do, you just did it. And I can't criticize you for it, because what you when you did it was perfect, but when I did it, it was wrong. <laughs> You know, it's all these mind games that you're going through. And what kind of toll does that take on your own mental health? It takes a lot. It takes a lot out of you. And I'm lucky that I have friends that will listen to me talk about it. And, you know, who knew the person and and agreed with me, you know, like, wow. Not only that, it, it wasn't just me that it was happening with. It was many of the closest people to this person. So I had a camaraderie there because, you know, but then then the narcissist would say, you're ganging up on me. All of you are ganging up on me. You're awful people, which wasn't the truth. We were just trying to help, or we were just trying to help them understand how they were making us feel. And once that happened, we got cut off too, which is, it was just like, you know, a cut. I'm cutting you out. I'm not talking to Done. you. Yeah. Which is a good thing maybe, because then we didn't have to do it. But I think it's a it's a constant battle. And the the reason why I wanted to come today was to figure out why are they like this in the in the first place? Because if it is a mental illness, what happened to them that made them this way and how can I forgive them for mm-hmm. it? I think that, you know, not being an expert in the field and not being a therapist and I am just living through my experiences and, and what I've been told is that there is no cure for narcissism. Sometimes it stems from a trauma that is from their past that they never dealt with. Um, But having no cure, I think that's where it's up to us to make those decisions. And, and for me, and I think you're the same way is that I'm a pleaser. Mm -hmm. I don't want to disappoint anyone. I don't want to disappoint. And I'm disappointing this person that I cannot. So I'm going to work harder and harder Mm -hmm. and harder and give it my all while my cup is empty. And what happened to me is my own health and my own physical health and my own mental health. And you ask, you know, how does that take a toll on you? It does. For me, I suffered cardiomyopathy, Mm -hmm. which is broken heart syndrome. And Mm -hmm. that was because I was in a relationship with a narcissistic person Mm -hmm. and I was not feeling good enough and I was not feeling worthy enough. And when the doctor says to you, um, I don't know what you have going on in your life. You need to change it. So what do you do? There's your sign. You accept this person. And you know what? I just know that that's not my fault. And I know that they're going to be throwing these daggers at me and everything's going to be my fault. Or do I walk away? Well, how do you want to live your life? Miserable every single day because you want to please a person that's already miserable. But I think that's the hard part. Because the hard part is, is like, well, that's all my fault. I'm making them miserable. How do, you know, so that's that hard there's, part. There's another way to look at it. You, you look at a narcissist and, and you say, I'm, I'm going to walk away. I'm making you miserable. And see how that reflects on yeah. them. 
right? I mean, that's, that would have been a great thing to do, but I didn't think of it until now. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, you know, we always want to try to save those people in, of our, in our circle. It's of if I work hard enough, if I do enough. Mm-hmm. And this is something that, you know, in my own therapy, I, I have also been a people pleaser in the past. But the problem is, is nobody can make another person happy. You can't. You just can't. That's a great point. You can only make yourself happy. And especially with a narcissist, there's nothing that's making them happy except themselves. So once you accept that, I can't, I literally cannot make anybody else happy. And you you finally understand that point. I think it can help you walk away. As you said, for your own mental health, mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore. And mm-hmm. that's that was you saying... I, I have to make myself happy now. Right. The problem is, along with narcissists, comes enablers. And mm. sometimes the enablers are someone you also want to keep in your life. And that puts them in a in a space, the, the enabler in a space, where you might not just lose one person, you might lose two. Because the, the narcissist is telling this enabler, if you talk to that person, I will not talk to you anymore. So they put th- this person in, in a position to have to to break up with you too. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, like, yeah. The relationship then is you're not losing just one. You're losing two people sometimes or mm-hmm. three or four or a whole family. And that's huge. And, and that's, that's huge. And then that's 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 the the disease. It hurts more than one person usually. It actually grows. It's like a cancer and it grows from this one person out. Um, and, and that's what also makes it really miserable, you know, as, as the person on the receiving end might not lose just one person, but might lose more and And they can convince anyone, right? They can convince everyone. Well, because they're convinced themselves. They're a hundred percent convinced that they're right. And people read that conviction and say, well, this other person must be a a jerk. And that's why they're Mm -hmm. cutting off connection. But even, even if this person knows, I know they're not a jerk, but it's like they choose sides. Right. Right. And that's really hard because you're watching your friend group all get together and be surrounded Mm -hmm. by this person that has caused so much emotional turmoil and anguish in your life. And they're all being supported. And then you're over here Mm -hmm. because you decided to do something for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that really speaks volumes for your inner strength and and who you are and setting your values and your priorities and your own mental health and your own physical health. Right. And that's the thing. I mean, like you said, the, the narcissist has to be happy with themselves. And if they can do that, you know, great. But sometimes the reason they're a narcissist is because they are very unhappy with something going on. And that's the, that's the issue and the point. I, I would like to figure out why, you know, the older I get, the more I realize how much psychology is a part of people's lives and how much it forms a person. And so I always like look to see what, what caused this person to be this way. There has to have been something, you know, and I, I think back and try to help, you know, cause that's how I am too. I want to help others. But then, like you said, your bucket is totally empty. Mm-hmm. And you're like dry as a bowl. You can't you can't fill anyone else's bucket when yours mm-hmm. is empty. You know. I mean, you and I connected. I mean, not only you you cannot see her wonderful pink hair that she has <laughs> and the pink clothes that she has, and I often wear pink as well for unconditional love and loving ourselves enough to get the help and support we need and loving others for who they are mm-hmm. and love them unconditionally. But just because you decide to walk away doesn't mean that you don't. Love, love that them. person. Of course not. And really walking away is a form of love. 
you yeah. know, because you, not to them. <laughs> right. Well, well, they may not see it that way, but it's right. all about, we talked about perspectives and another, or, and perceptions in our, another episode. And that is an act of love because then it allows you to recharge yourself so that maybe someday if they do decide to change, you can offer them that forgiveness. If they oh, just yeah. keep using you up and you just keep really allowing yourself to be used up, even though we don't look at it like that. And I don't mean that in a negative sense. Right. But, you know, if you're completely empty, maybe they have that moment someday where they're like, hey, I actually do need to change, but you've got nothing left to give. And you're like, it doesn't matter. I'm out. I don't even care. Mm. So that stepping away, recharging, yeah. healing yourself is an act of love. But I don't think that they really are capable of well, making that decision. I think that sometimes they want to and they will say it and then it kind of reverts back into... Here's the thing. Um, with my relationship, there was a, a huge instance where this person was completely wrong and off, like, uh, big time. Like, there was an argument, things went down, and this person was in the wrong. The narcissist, they will not apologize. They re, Narcissists will not apologize to you. Well, they can't you. because they're not wrong. Exactly. They're never wrong. Exactly. Exactly. All I needed, and I would have accepted any sort of apology, whether it was small or large, you know. And um, I even reached out, and the response was, like, I was trying to be the bigger person, and the response was, very obnoxious so it's like why would I try again when I try to reach out even though I wasn't in the wrong and I got a very obnoxious response what why why would you think anyone would ever you know want to go through that again you you don't you just don't want to go through it did you know that this person was a narcissist at that time I feel like it was all my life and building Mm -hmm. um and then it just got to a point where it was it exploded, you know, and it was me trying to please and please and please and then getting to a point in my life where I couldn't do it anymore. Once you got to that point of truly understanding that you had a narcissist in your your life and you did kind of let go and walk away to protect yourself. And my family. Yeah, and your family. Mm-hmm. Did you did you feel guilty about of that? Of course. The worst. Yes. For many years. And looking back, I should have gone to a therapist and talked to somebody about it, but I didn't. But I should have, and um, I think I think everyone should go to therapy. <laughs> oh, really I do. completely agree, one hundred percent. Everyone. It doesn't matter if you have things going on or not. There's something about talking to someone. Um, well, all the best therapists have their own therapist for that yeah, very they reason. Do. You just need someone to talk to who who's is unbiased. Objective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, well, my next question then is: now that you have an understanding of narcissistic personality disorder mm-hmm. and you look back at how this person, you know, acted toward you even though they're no longer in your life, does that give you maybe a reason to forgive them? Have you forgiven them knowing that that they were locked in this cage or are locked in I this cage? I think it's easier to forgive them when you when you do some research and realize, like Vonnie said, it's not something that is curable unless they, I mean, and even if they try, it's something that's in them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to forgive, but it, I'm one of those people that I, I know I eventually will. I know I will, because that's just my personality. Well, and in this instance here, without being presumptuous, but I mean, forgiveness would really be for you. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think that would be yeah, very I think freeing. 
to know 100 percent to just let go of yes 100 mm-hmm. but it's also a, a, but i mean a i want to ask vani would you forgive whoever this person was or are you just gonna forget about it no i i definitely forgave because i know that is is negative as it was on my mental health I mean there's still a lot of love there you know there was a lot of love and a lot Mm -hmm. of good times and a lot of happiness on my part but this was something that was never going to change and I kept going back going okay if I can accept this Mm -hmm. about this person maybe we can be friends Mm -hmm. if I can but then it would just go back to that "Mm." you know I'm like make you feel icky and my therapist said to me (laughs) talking of therapists she Mm -hmm. said I would say, is this a red flag? And she looked and she goes, Vani, how many do you need? <laughs> you know, right. so I'm right. like, how many oh, more do you need? How many do, do I need? And how so, many more punches in the gut? How do many, you, want? you know, cardiomyopathies do I need to have? Mm, you know, broken yeah. heart syndrome by mm-hmm. really being overwhelmed and not being good enough when I feel like I would do that best. And I think that's where. You and I, and it makes me wonder, you know, like, you are very giving, you are very Mm -hmm. generous, you want to help other people. I'm that same way. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that relationship with the narcissist has maybe brought us to that point of... I wouldn't doubt it. um, You know, of like always wanting to give and always wanting to make people happy. Or attracting to more narcissists who I think that I can fix... And then realizing I can't. Also, that happens. Yeah. Because you know the situation, you smell it from a far a distance. You're like, I smell a narcissist. And you're like, I can fix them. Yeah. And, but you can't, no. you know? And, and, and it's hard because also you feel like, am I a narcissist? I've looked it up and looked through the list. I'm like, is this me? Like, am I this person? Yeah. Because... That's how narcissists make you question yeah, yourself you make... all the time. But like, I think that's a really good point because... Um, the the different to differentiate between a narcissist and just somebody who is self confident is and a little self absorbed but doesn't actually have narcissistic personality right. disorder. Well, and and you know this this group of people you know that the narcissist took with them would say you always need attention. Look at you, you're always online looking for attention. You always want people to say you're good, you're this, you're that. I go. No, I'm just being me. Like, I'm not trying to be what you're saying right now. You're obnoxious, right. looking for attention, always wanting. I'm like, I'm like, I, I would love for someone to say I'm doing a good job, but that doesn't happen very often. Right, right. <laughs> because, oh my gosh, I totally relate to that. But I also think that the difference, too, for you is you're building a brand. Uh, absolutely. You know, and, and so and you're of the brand. I know. And, and, and that's what I, I tried to explain to this group is this is part of who I am because I am a business owner and I have to be out there for people to remember me. I have to be out there every week for people to say, oh, I really want to go there. Oh, this reminded me to go see Jenna at Amore or whatever. Um, it sounds crazy, but it, it, you're right. It's totally part of my brand. Right. It's a part of me being out there. It's not because I want attention. It's because I'm trying to build something for for my family, for, for business purposes. Right. But I also love people, right? which I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you no. know? But, you know, look at me questioning that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, question, that, you question it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's that sense of insecurity. And Absolutely. I, I have that, too, with trying to build my brand. I'm like, oh, do I really have to put that picture up? Do I really have to? Yes, yes, yes. You mm-hmm. don't want people to forget you. No. So let's, because people forget. Now, this is the, this is the generation of 
whatever's the news today is news. Tomorrow is forgotten. Yeah. The cancel culture is live and in action. So that's a whole nother podcast. There. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Let's real quick, you know, as we're wrapping up here. So you walked away from the narcissist. What resources, what helped you cushion that blow as you started to rebuild your own confidence, your own perception of self, self-image? Well, I wouldn't say it's totally rebuilt. I mean, I'm Process still, of progress. I'm still processing it i'm i use a lot of resources online i use a lot of chit-chatting with friends therapists um and luckily the therapist has dealt with narcissism too so she's like she was in such a similar position in her life it's great because then she could just look at me and say this is not about you you know what happened to you isn't about you it's about this other person and you don't deserve it basically you know for someone else to tell you that it feels good but it's not the person that's a narcissist do you know what i'm saying like it's great to hear from a therapist that you're okay validation yeah totally validates that you aren't the one going crazy that Mm -hmm. this wasn't all of your fault Mm -hmm. Um, but after so many years of invalidation it's going to take a lot of validation to exactly and i don't want to have to like beg for validation either from people. I shouldn't have to. No, absolutely not. You should not. Um, well, Jenna, thank you so much for yeah. being here with us today. Thank the you. time went so fast. It I did. can't so believe it. It's so short and sweet. This yes. is the shortest. <laughs> um, but I do want to let our listeners know that we do have some information on narcissists on our website at www.iunderstand.com loveheals.org, but also the importance of talking and sharing it with someone because chances are you will find someone that will understand and let help you to believe that this was not all, all of your fault. Definitely find a therapist. Absolutely. The I mean, that's the best thing you could do for your mental health, no matter if it's a narcissist, depression, just about anything. You know, they're going to walk you through it. And, and I, you know, if there's someone... Another thing I like to tell people because with my... You know, my family, you try a few. If the first one you go to isn't for you, don't feel... I mean, it's hard because usually you're in a state that's fragile already and you're like, I don't want to hurt their feelings, but they're not my... You know, go ahead and move on to someone that you... Then, you know, you find someone you love. Absolutely. And, and therapists stay with them. understand that. They know that, hey, if I'm not working for you, they want you to find that person yeah. that works for you. My very first therapist, she was a lovely person. But we didn't really connect. And then I met my current therapist, and she and I, just from the very first conversation, just connected like at that level that you need where you can be honest. And kind of like you speak the same language almost. Exactly. And that was huge for me. So, exactly. again, Jenna, thank you. Where can we find your <laughs> restaurant, Amore? Let's talk about <laughs> well, that real why quick. Why not pitch it while I'm Yeah, here. let's do it. Um, I'm uh, at Amore on Alpine at Six Mile. If you've never been there, um, we are... In Comstock in Park. In Comstock Park. Um, we're excited to um, be celebrating our 10th anniversary this oh, that's year. that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. That's huge. It's a big deal in that restaurant is, world. Yeah. <laughs> you made it past two years. And congratulations, but our listeners can also see you on the Food Network. Oh, yeah. I was on an episode of Guys Grocery Games. I think it's season 18, the Halloween episode. Really funny. Yeah, it's it's worth watching. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, again, Jenna, thank you so much. We would also like to thank Whitney, our producer. Shout out to Whitney. (laughs) As always, so awesome. I'm Aaron. And I'm Bonnie. And be the one. We'll see you next week. Thank you. 
If you are struggling and need someone to talk to, remember that help is available 24-7 at 1-800-273-TALK. And also, you can text GO to 741-741. You say everything happens for a reason. Life has its own seasons. In the wind, you can only feel the snow. Start to wonder if those flowers gonna grow. Soaking the snow, soaking the rain. It's all a part of how seasons change. The rain's gonna Oh